Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 140, Kits for the Holidays, recorded live on Thursday, November 8th, 2018. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB. And we'll take your kit questions live in just a few minutes. Last week, Rich Moseson, W2VU, was here to talk about some news and views. He is the editor of CQ Magazine. And if you missed that show, you can still listen on demand at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app. We're also available on YouTube. Just a couple of announcements. The Ham Talk Live limited edition May the Grid Square Be Yours shirts have been ordered. So if you ordered one already, yours will be in the mail as soon as I get them and uh, as soon as they're finished. Um, I'll get those out in the mail. Uh, I did get a few extras to bring the cost down. So if you still want one but didn't order in advance, I do have a few, but the sizes are a little uh, limited compared to what we had. Uh, If you want an adult size small through 2X, uh, so small, medium, large, extra large, or 2X, I will have a few of each of those available. Um, so if you want that, go to the link on our Facebook or Twitter, uh, feed. And, um, there's also one on hamtalklive.com. If you click on the show schedule link, uh, there you will find a link to the Google form to fill out for the shirt. So, um, and then the information on how to PayPal, the cost of that. So if you still want one, you can get one, but the, uh, size options are, limited. Um, also the ARRL division director ballots are going to be due here soon. Um, 
They just need to be back to Newington by November 16th. So if you're an ARRL member in the Central, Hudson, New England, Northwestern, or Roanoke divisions, you should have a ballot. And if you didn't get one, make sure you let ARRL staff know. Uh, but be sure to vote and get that back in the mail so it counts. So uh, be sure to do that by November 16th. So you need to be doing that right away. Um, so hopefully that went well for you. And, um, like I said, if not, be sure you, you let them know. Okay. We'll get your questions ready to go. After the interview, you can give us a call on the telephone. It's 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. We quit advertising Skype. Uh, Skype did decide to work again tonight. So uh, we're still on our uh, Skype connection, but uh, we may be changing that soon. So uh, we're just going to go with the phone number from now on. It's 812-638-4261. You can still tweet us though. Uh, we're at Ham Talk Live on Twitter, so uh, you can tweet us now if you want to, um, and then uh, we'll take your calls on the phone number a little bit later in the show. So I'll be back with Joe right after this word from Icom America right here on Ham Talk Live. For the love of the holidays, surprise your favorite ham this season with the gift that's on their hot list. The holidays are just around the corner and ICOM has plenty of cheer for everyone. The IC7610, the SDR every ham wants, and just in time for the holidays. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, and dual Digicel. The IC7300 is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. It includes RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.5 3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. The ICR30 is raising the bar on DC to daylight receivers. Powerful yet easy to use, the ICR30 is packed full of features you have come to expect from ICOM. The perfect stocking stuffer, the ID51A Plus 2, provides new modes for extended D-Star coverage. Enjoy integrated GPS, independent AM-FM receiver, and free Android apps. For all of these products and more ICOM radios, visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information. Who is the most dangerous person in the world? A ham with some wire, a potato gun, and an idea. You are listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks again to ICOM America for sponsoring the show tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live each and every week right here at HamTalkLive.com. Tonight our guest is Joe Eisenberg at K0NEB from Lincoln, Nebraska, and he's well known for his kit building expertise. 
Joe is also well known for his picture shows of the Dayton Hamvention. He's the longtime kit building editor at CQ Magazine and often makes presentations and offers kit builds at Hamfest conventions and club meetings. And Joe started ham radio at an early age and has been licensed since 1969. He's also well known for his famous Dr. Seuss hat that he wears only at Dayton. Dayton. Dayton, Dayton, Dayton. So, Joe, welcome back. Well, good evening, Neil, and uh, glad to make an appearance on Ham Talk Live. You do such a great job here on this podcast. Well, thank you. And and we were just talking during the break. Um, Ham Fest season's about over for you, but you've got a, a, a trip coming up in January. Yep, I'm going to be uh, speaking at Ham Radio University. It's kind of a ham fest without a flea market or anything like that. Uh, the booths are mostly clubs and organizations, and uh, it's mainly a day of seminars. And I think they have like six or seven seminars at a time. And uh, so it's basically uh, an eight to four ham fest. Uh, with nothing but seminars. And I'll be doing my kit building techniques for success, uh, kind of like what I do at most of the other ham fests, but I've never spoken in the New York City metro area. So I'm going to celebrate 50 years as a licensed ham the week that I go there. Well, that's great. 50 years as a ham. Congratulations uh, a little early on that. And and maybe we'll get... Uh, Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, to bring some bagels or something from from Long Island when uh, when you go. That sounds great. I'm really looking forward to seeing the big city. Well, it's it's a big one. It is. That's for sure. Maybe. Especially for a guy from Nebraska. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the the Cornhusker country just isn't quite like New York City. Nope, not quite. So, well, there's been uh, several new kits out lately. I know Four States uh, QRP Group uh, released a few really um, interesting ones recently. So, tell us about these uh, new kits here just in time for the holidays. Maybe they'll, they'll make some good gifts. Well, Neil, the first one I want to talk about is the Hilltopper. Now, the Hilltopper is available for 20 meters as well as 40 meters. And the 40 meter version just came out, so I haven't even had a chance to make that one myself. But they're really identical. If you look at them, the, it just says 40 instead of 20, and obviously the the components are slightly different, but it's the same basic construction. Now, the neat thing about that kit is it puts out 5 watts solid of CW, so it's a what we call a full gallon for QRP. Now, what's different is instead of being crystal controlled or a uh, regular VFO, it is synthesized, and so it uses um, uh, digital tuning to uh, tune the entire band. So you can tune the entire 20 or 40 meter ham bands or even some of the shortwave broadcasts outside those. Now what's neat about it is there, there are three knobs. One is tuning and that knob is also a button. And when you push that down 
uh, you can change the tuning steps. And uh, if you hold it down, it does different functions. Now, there's a function button next to that one. And that function button, if you just tap it once, it will tell you in CW what frequency you're on. So you don't need uh, uh, a digital display, which draws more current. Uh, there is a speed knob, which controls the speed of the internal keyer. And then there's a gain control, obviously, for the uh, received audio. Now, the cool thing about it is, unlike a lot of kits, this kit has the case with it. Now, the case is not a separate box. What it is, is it is pieces of PC board material. Now, we use the PC board material to make a case that not only is functional, it's strong, very sturdy, and it's double shielded. Don't forget, it's a double, uh, double-sided circuit board. So you have just as well shielding as if you had an aluminum case, but it's actually copper-clad board. And by following the directions carefully, it goes together really nicely. And uh, I suggest taking some time to piece the case together before you... Uh, solder the little pads that, that hook it together. But like I said, this, this kit, uh, you just plug in your 12 volts and your antenna and your key or, or your paddle, and away it goes. And you get a really nice pre-printed, pre-drilled case. So you don't have to do any drilling, any labeling, or anything else. It's all marked and ready to go for you. So all you have to do is crack these little uh, pieces of circuit board apart and I take an emery board and I just kind of sand off the rough edges and it only takes about two or three swipes of the emery board and it's smooth as silk and it goes together very nicely. All the hardware you need and the knobs and everything else all comes with this. So the Hilltopper I think is around 90 some dollars uh, including shipping but very well worth it. Uh, there are two surface mount parts on the main board, and then there is a uh, daughter board, which has the synthesizer that has surface mount, and none of those you have to put on. So the two surface mount parts on the main board are already pre-mounted for you, as well as the daughter board that has the synthesizer, and that is already put together, but you do have to solder that to the main board. So... No surface mount to do, although there is some surface mount parts with it. So that's the Hilltopper 20 and the Hilltopper 40. Um, well, this was a cool that they, uh, they put the uh, PC board parts in there for the case to, to get the shielding. That, that's uh, exactly. That's a cool and so idea. The, the case is, is made out of circuit board. Now, uh, the other kit I wanted to talk about is an oldie but goodie. This one has been around for like four or five years from the four-state QRP group, and due to incredible demand, they have brought it back, and that is the 4S Tuner. And it's a great uh, uh, partner for the Hilltopper kit because you have to realize that most of these kit uh, transceivers don't have any VSWR protection. So... Uh, we have a tuner, 
And when you're tuning a tuner, the SWR can go higher than what it would be without it while you're doing the tuning procedures. Well, this tuner uses an interesting circuit that kind of acts like a partial dummy load. So the SWR presented to the radio at the worst case is never more than two to one. So uh, you can feel free to take your time and get it tuned just right. And it uses two LEDs, a red one and a green one. And when you get the uh, red dimmed down and the green one lit up, that's when you've got it tuned. And a, a great way to, to get it pre-tuned is to simply listen to it on receive and you peak your inductor and you peak the two capacitors and, and you can get it pretty close before you ever key down and fine tune it. The neat thing about this tuner kit is it has two BNC connectors for input and output, which means that you'll need a BNC to BNC jumper to hook it to the radio. Uh, and an adapter, uh, depending on what kind of coax connector you have going to the outside world. But it also has two uh, binding post terminals that you can either use with banana plugs or just stick a wire on it, uh, or a spade lug or whatever you'd like. And what that's for is so you can tune uh, random wires and uh, uh, things like that. And because this tuner is continuous tuning from 80 meters to 10 meters, you can use this with a general coverage receiver. So somebody who's not even a ham can just leave this thing in the operating mode and don't worry about the LEDs and just peak the three knobs until you get the loudest signal. And so you can use this as a tuner for shortwave listening. So it's a great kit. I can't remember exactly what they get for these, but uh, the 4S tuner, the new one, is is available again. And they went from enameled wire to just plain bare uh, copper wire, and uh, with no problem at all. Just have to make sure you're careful with the placement of the wire on the uh, on the coil, so you don't have it shorted any turns shorted on it. But uh, as long as you do that, it's going to work just great. And if you're afraid of some wires getting a little close, uh, you can just take a little dab of hot glue or something and, and make sure they stay in place and you'll be all right. So the 4S tuner uh, is the other great thing from the 4-state QRP group. Of course, we also have the Crickets, which is a CW transceiver. It is crystal controlled, uh, but an incredible receiver. Uh, it reminds you of a pixie, but with a real receiver that can hear signals that are down in the mud. So, yeah, in fact, uh, I think I, I hear the crickets right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong crickets. And by the way, huh? yeah. And by the way, um, it also uses printed circuit board material to make the case as well. And such a low-cost idea to do that because it, it isn't that much more expensive when you're making printed circuit boards to make uh, the case out of the same material. Now, the interesting thing about the 4S tuner is that uh, everything solders to pads on the board. There's no through-hole components. So if you need to desolder it, you can just take that iron and tuck it underneath that wire and lift it right up. So you don't need solder wick and you don't need uh, uh, solder suckers or any other desoldering tool. You just take the tip of the iron, heat it up, tuck it underneath the wire and lift it right up. Um, 
Which brings me to the other four-state kit, and that is the Marania. And the Marania is an AM broadcast receiver. And it comes from the um, old, early 1960s uh, boys' radios that were like one or two transistors. And those radios had a regenerative detector in it, and but it was fixed regeneration. And they were kind of broad. They weren't real selective, but they were very low cost. And the reason was is that the government put tariffs on the Japanese uh, AM radios that were coming in. And so they based the tariff on how many transistors. That's why all the transistor radios said four transistors or six transistors and so forth. That's how they were taxed. But anything one or two transistors was considered a toy. And so they weren't taxed at all. And so they came up with a very clever design, and those radios were very popular. And they were called boys' radios because they were sold through ads in magazines like Boys Life and things like that. So this radio kind of borrows on that design. And like the 4S tuner, everything solders to pads. So for a first-time kit builder, this is great. You just bend the leads and solder them down to the pads. And like I said, it's very easy if you made a mistake to just desolder it by just lifting up one leg at a time with the iron and move it where it belongs and take a needle nose, hold it in place, and heat it up again. And you've got yourself a working AM radio. Now, there's modifications out there that let you uh, change the volume control to being more of an RF gain control. And I did that to mine, and it does vastly increase the selectivity of the radio. And then there's one resistor that once you do that mod, if you change that from a 1K to a 2.7K resistor, um, it seems to have... uh, even less distortion from the regeneration process. Uh, It has a very large loop stick antenna, and especially for people who are out and away from powerful AM stations, they are hearing stuff from a long ways away on that thing. So the Morania is a great uh, gift idea for not only experienced builders, but to teach your kids how to build. Uh, And they get a working, functioning AM radio out of it that really sounds good, very enjoyable to listen to. In fact, during our last QRP meeting, uh, while we're all building kits, I had the Nebraska football game playing on it. So it's a great radio. I can't imagine you having the Nebraska football game playing while you're building kits. That's just Oh, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) see normally i have my favorite classic rock station on but uh football days you got to hear the game it's game day you got you got to be in there that's right you got to know what the score is well those sound like some some really great kits i like the uh the pads you know uh to, to make it easier to desolder and, and get rid of your mistakes and, and the uh, shielding with the PC boards and everything. So it sounds like they've, they've come up some with some real winners here lately. Yes, they did. Um, let's see. Um, uh, the, the guy, um, K1SWL, who did Small Wonder Labs and created the... Uh, 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 rock mite 
CW transceivers that fit in an Altoids tin. Uh, he was part of the design of the Hilltopper radio. And then uh, the other part of it was done by David Kripe, uh, NM0S, who came up with the board layout and the case. And David is an RF design engineer for Rockwell Collins. So he's a Collins radio engineer. Uh, he also came up with the uh, 4S tuner and the Morania and a lot of the other four-state kits like the uh, Crickets. And the Cricket has coils, like three or four coils on the board, and you don't wind them because the coils are spiral-wound etched on the circuit board. So it's just part of the circuit board. So he's come up with some very clever designs that makes it so much easier for the builder. And uh, the four-state QRP group is a nonprofit organization. Any money that's made from the sale of these kits goes to offsetting the expenses for Ozarkon, which is held in Branson, Missouri, every year, the first weekend in April. And we do a live kit build there. And uh, you can get the kit, usually a kit that we're going to be selling for um, uh, very low cost there, as long as you're going to build it while we're there. Uh, we had over 50 builders last year building kits. So um, uh, OzarkCon starts off with a banquet and a kit build, and then we have a, a flea market, and we have talks all day long and lots of prizes and lots of shows to go see in Branson on Saturday night. You can go and see Yakov Smirnov. Well, I wish he was there in April. He's usually there in the <laughs> fall. <laughs> but his theater has other stuff going on while we're there. Oh, very good. Well, are, are, are we at the end of the kits? Should we move on or you have, you have more? Well, let's see here. Um, I, uh, I have to mention the micro bit X because okay. it's become very popular. Uh, I have a, a fellow club member, Spencer Kelly, K E zero Q O Y here in Lincoln. And he built a 3d printer from a kit. And he used his 3D printer to actually print me a case for my MicroBitX. And then he most recently printed me the knobs and a microphone for it. So uh, my MicroBitX has entirely 3D printed case. And we could get into 3D printers and talk about those for a while, but I'm not an expert on it. He's the expert, and he's been able to uh, absolutely work wonders for me with the 3D printer. But the MicroBitX, it is a kit, but the main board is already assembled and aligned and ready to go. Uh, but you have to wire up all the controls and mount this thing into any one of a number of different cases that are popular. Um Using a 3D printed case um, is, I think, just fascinating. And when he asked me if I was building anything that needed a case, I mentioned that right away. And he says, oh, yeah, there's all sorts of case designs online for those. And it's a free file you download from Thing Thingverse. And he printed it. Now, it took about five hours for each of the three main parts of the case for him to print it. But... Uh, they came out absolutely beautiful. Uh, it is a black case. And then he printed me the two white knobs 
and he printed me the um, microphone shell and the parts inside that shell, the switch for push to talk and the mic element uh, are with the kit. So all I had to supply was a uh, stereo audio cable, which is the same cable that you use to plug in your PC speakers or things like that. And because I work in IT, I end up with lots of those cables. So I just cut the end off, stripped out the three wires and connected it all up to the mic and the uh, switch. And then fed that through the little hole in the mic. And then the end that had the uh, ferrite choke on that, I put next to the radio. So I have a mic that already is choked and stuff, and it's already shielded. So we shouldn't be getting any stray noise down the mic line. That's always a good thing because it happens. <laughs> so that's always a good thing. All right. Well, we're going to take a break here and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some other uh, gift ideas. Um, for the kit builder and, you know, some things that, that might help you uh, with your kit. So we'll talk about that when we come back. So I'll be back with Joe right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Electronics. Hi, I'm Scott Cole, KB9AMM, president of Tower Electronics. I like the company so much that I bought it. Tower Electronics, coming to a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL-259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com, or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL-259 connectors? Join the conversation. Give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. This is your announcer, Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Why else would I be talking like this? You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Tower Electronics will be in Montgomery, Alabama this weekend, the 9th and 10th. Then they'll be up my way, um, and then north a little bit, Fort Wayne, Indiana, November 17th and 18th, and then Ocala, Florida, 
November 30th and December 1st, and then Plant City, Florida. That's not too far from Tampa. December 7th and 8th, and you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com, and they're a great place to get a lot of these cables and parts and soldering supplies and all this stuff for these kits we're talking about, right, Joe? You bet. And by the way, uh, uh, Scott and Jill from Tower Electronics have all the plugs, jacks, and connectors and things that you need to work with your kits. And so I highly recommend them. Uh, They have all the adapters and the plugs and everything that you need to finish your kits. Um, Also, the Hamfest in Ocala, if you go to vakits.com, that's vakits.com. Dot com. Uh, there is a kit manufacturer right there in Ocala, and I'm sure he'll be there at the Hamfest because he he goes to that and he goes to the one in Huntsville and the one in Orlando, and he has a lot of very low cost, easy kits to build. So it's a great place to get some pretty simple kits. All right, very good. Well, there you go. So. Be sure you check out Tower Electronics at those shows or, again, pl-259.com otherwise. And they help bring you Ham Talk Live every week. We're on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's at hamtalklive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's time for your calls now. So if you want to chime in if you have a comment or a question about kit building uh, or anything we're talking about give us a call at 812-638-4261 that spells 812 net ham one 812-638-4261 or you can tweet us i'll uh, check the tweets here uh in just a little bit uh but we actually got to talking about all the kits so much that we we ran out of time to talk about some kit accessories and, and building supplies that might make good gifts for the holidays as well. So what are some other good gift ideas to get that special kit builder in your life? Okay, uh, first off, the the key to success in kit building, I think, is a good soldering iron. That's where you really got to start first. Because if you can't solder easily and have it work well, then uh, you're not going to enjoy the experience and your kit may not work. So the, I'm going to give a website. And I was introduced to this place a couple years ago by somebody in Ohio who orders all of his stuff, not only for himself, but for his work through this place. And it's in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I had no idea this guy was there. And it's just across town from me. And he gave me some samples of different uh, soldering equipment he has. And it absolutely is is uh, an incredible value. The webpage is Xtronic USA. So I'm going to spell that X-Ray Tango Romeo Oscar November India Charlie Uniform Sierra Alpha. So it's xtronicusa.com. And I have, I think it's the 3030 uh, soldering station, which sells for, I think it's around 50 bucks. And it is digital temperature controlled. And what's so cool about that is that it maintains the temperature plus or minus two degrees Celsius. And it has a switch to do Fahrenheit or Celsius. And 
It'll heat up enough that you can do the lead-free solder if you wanted to or uh, around 630 degrees or so for the regular uh, or turn it back up to do desoldering and so forth. It It is shaped kind of like a weller. Uh, Weller has made this one that's orange, uh, that's traditional and has a uh, variable heat control. But that variable heat control on the Weller, on that particular one that sells for around $40, uh, is not thermostatically controlled. This is, and this is digitally thermostatically controlled. So it's going to maintain that temperature. So when you put that tip down on the connection and you've got something drawing that heat away, it's going to allow more current to flow into that tip and get it warmer. It has two different tip cleaners. Uh, one's a sponge and one is a brass, uh, kind of a brass ball thing uh, that has some flux underneath it. So if you push the tip down into there, you can clean the tip with the flux and brush it off with the brass. And you can also wipe it off with the sponge. So, of course, it has a tip holder or, or a uh, handpiece holder, and it also has a solder roll holder so that your roll of solder doesn't become a cat toy. And with two cats around <laughs> the house here, <laughs> that the, the solder would just end up going down the hall. So uh, the solder roll holder keeps it uh, out of the way. And so it's quite a bargain for the $50 range and you can order it through Amazon. And if you've got Amazon prime, of course you get two day free shipping. And I think during the holiday season now, anything over like $35 or something from Amazon, they ship it free. And so this is the time to take advantage of that. Uh, they also have uh, hot tweezers and they have soldering stations that have uh lab-type bench power supplies built into them. Uh, they have rework stations, uh, hot tweezers, so that you can pick up or replace surface mount parts. And they even have board preheaters for use with reworking surface mount boards. Absolutely incredible. And for the cost of these things, um, just absolutely remarkable and very reliable. Uh, the tip style is the same as a certain series of Heiko irons, and I would have to look on their website to see which one that's equivalent to. So the tips are easy to come by. They sell tips as well as you can use certain Heiko tips on it as well. Now, the best soldering iron in the world is not worth anything without the best solder. And so uh, there are several different brands of this stuff. Um, you can get Kester and, uh, there's the MG electronics that you can get at Fry's, uh, and other electronics stores. And what I use is not 6040. I only use 6040 if I'm doing things like PL259s and antenna wires and things like that. Uh, if I'm building a kit, I'm using 6337. And the reason is this is what we call eutectic solder. So it has a much uh, narrower uh, plastic state. And what that means is that you're much less likely to get a cold solder joint. When it hardens, it hardens right away. Um, and the thickness of the solder, uh, there's .031 and .025 inch thick um, uh, solder. And I, I, I don't know about the dot oh fifteen that's really hair thin and the only time i would use that is some real fine surface mount which most kit builders won't ever run into so the 0.025 or 0.031 thickness 
of the 6337 solder is the best. And you'll discover that it melts a lot easier than the 6040 and seems to uh, wet the connection better and flow a lot nicer. Uh, the other thing to look for is definitely rosin core with the 6337. And you can also get an option that's rosin core no clean. It looks a lot better, and that's what I use. And I have a customer. In fact, I'll be seeing that customer tomorrow morning here in Lincoln. And it's an electronics plant. And although I fix printers, I see what they have at their desks. And I see uh, the Heiko irons, but I've also seen a couple of these Xtronic irons. And they use the 6337, 025, and 031 uh, no-clean rosin core solder. So I know I'm doing the right thing when the professionals right here in town that I go see as my customers, that's what they're using. Very good. So some great ideas for some gifts. Now here's another thing to look at. Uh, There are kits out there. You'll look for them and it says transistor tester with LC or something like that. And they sell this on these Chinese sites like banggood.com and things like that or Wish. Wish actually has these as well. And you look for a kit that they it might say component tester or transistor tester, uh, or it might say transistor and LC. And these things let you test any part, and it will tell you what it is and if it's working and what its value is. And that's a great thing for a kit builder to have, because if the numbers get rubbed off a part or something, you know what it is. And so uh, that's something to look for. Also, uh, they're still uh, make these the DSO 138 oscilloscope kit. So the key would be to look up DSO 138. And you can get this kit for around $23 that has all the surface mount parts done for you. So all you have to do is the through hole parts. And for not much more, you can get it with a clear plastic case that you put together and it makes a nice little oscilloscope. Obviously it's not going to be an RF scope. It's going to be more used for tracing audio circuits and checking power supplies and things like that. But, uh, an oscilloscope that you can hold in your hand for 20 some dollars and it's a pretty easy kit and uh, a lot of fun to put together. Now mine, I, I bought it when it first came out. So I had to do all the surface mount parts, uh, by hand. But, uh, like I said, the new ones, you don't have to do that. If you get one that says the surface mount is already done. Very good. Some, some great ideas for, uh, the kit builder in your life and uh, just in time for the holidays. So yep. And meters to start dropping hints. (laughs) Yep. Meters are meters are always worthwhile. And, and I tell people, especially if they're starting out in kit building, don't shy away from those $3 Harbor freight meters because they work. It's not a fluke, but it actually works. (laughs) And, uh, They're great uh, for a a first-time kit builder and, like I said, reasonably accurate enough that uh, um, very few kits would I ever really need a fluke meter, although that's what I have. And don't don't discount uh, old test equipment that can be fixed up. Uh, I have a Fluke 8000A on my bench. My boss gave it to me. It was in some box in the back of the office. Apparently, they used to use it and uh but you turn it on and the, it just drifts up and down and there are people out there that fix those up 
and uh, uh, that is now my bench meter is a uh, early 80s vintage fluke desk uh, desktop uh, meter and it's just darn accurate it is uh, actually certified well there you go and nice thing about those little three dollar meters if you blow one up <laughs> yeah it costs more it costs almost as much for the nine volt battery that you put in it so, so you just go to harbor freight and get another one yeah you, you don't have to worry if you if you blow it up although we don't advise trying no. to blow them up no definitely definitely don't put it in the ohms range and plug it in the wall socket yeah exactly well let's uh let's beg for calls here for a minute 812-638-4261 812-NET HAM1 if you have a call we're about out of time here but uh like to grab a call or two if we can um and checking twitter here as well so if you uh, want to chime in or have a question give us a call 812-638-4261 or at ham talk live on twitter so and by the any, way any yeah. More? yeah go ahead yeah uh the november issue of cq is out electronically and it'll be in the mail shortly and i'm i cover the wa3 rnc uh cw transceiver kit and that one has all of 24 parts for you to put on the board and all the toroids are already wound for you and they're wrapped in such a way in different envelopes so you you have a tougher time to misidentify them and they're already stripped and tinned and everything and then there's over a hundred surface mount parts on that board and those are already put on there and the tuning uh uh, coils and stuff in there are already pre-tuned for you. So all you have to do is put those 24 parts on and uh, mount it in the, the um, uh, plastic uh, shell that, that it st- sits in. And you have a working CW transceiver that really puts out a lot of audio. It's pretty darn loud in my headset and uh, actually works quite well. So uh, that would be at Whiskey Alpha 3 Romeo November Charlie.com, WA3RNC.com. And he also has versions of the kit that have digital displays and so forth. So it's kind of an interesting kit for um, a beginning kit builder. Uh, I would say for a beginning builder to try something simpler first and then put something like this together. But like I said, there's only 24 parts on that board. Uh, but Things are a little tight on there, so I'd get a little experience with some other kits first and then do this one. Um, but it's a wonderful kit. Puts out a great CW signal. Okay, well. Yep, 40 another meter. Another great trans- idea. And uh, lots of lots of good gift ideas out there. So start dropping hints now. <laughs> oh, definitely. You know, the, you were talking about the... Um, soldering stations and and i've been clearing out uh my mom and dad's house and and found that dad had a um, thermostatically controlled soldering station that that came home with me and uh, i'm just amazed you know i've got the little the weller you were talking about the orange one with the with the little knob on it you know 
And I'm just amazed how much difference that makes. Absolutely. And that's, that's, you know, and you don't have to pay that much more to have something that's going to give you a good experience. And that's the thing. If you are a first time builder and you're using like one of these $9 pencils or something like that, and you don't succeed, how many more kits are you going to want to build? Well, you're not. So I always say, um, if you can succeed the first time, you're going to do it again and again and again. And it makes it a lot more worthwhile if you get the right tool. And so, like I said, this soldering station is like $50. And it's hard to beat it, especially now that they're running free shipping during the holidays. And it it gives you a much better chance of having success when you put together your kit. And... um there's different factors involved. You have the fact that uh, you're doing it at the right temperature. So if you're at too low a temperature, you'll get cold solder. If it's too hot, you'll boil off the flux and so it won't stick correctly. Um, it matches the solder that you're using and doesn't overheat the component so you don't get uh, component damage that you might from a pencil iron that's not regulated and gets too hot and then it doesn't heat up enough when it's uh, under demand while well, this soldering station does all that for you. You just turn the knob set it and forget it and if you leave that thing in the holder and don't use it for a while guess what it does it goes into sleep mode so it, it drops it down to about half heat so that it doesn't bake off the coating on the end of the tip and then as soon as you pick it up out of the holder it senses that and it goes back up uh, absolutely a smart iron for around fifty dollars yeah that, that's a great deal and um I like that. I like the, the uh, sleep mode idea. That, that's that's pretty cool. Don't have that one. So, well, Joe, we're we're already overtime. So I'm I'm not going to hold you any longer. But uh, thanks for coming on the show as always, and we we look forward to next time you're on and enjoy the trip to the Big Apple and uh, 50 years in ham radio. It, the same time yep i really look forward to it as long as the weather is good we'll make it yeah that sounds like a a cool trip and a cool way to celebrate so um enjoy and uh we'll catch you next time 73s neil all right seven three that is a wrap for this week's edition of ham talk live Thanks to my guest, Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening in. And come back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Michael Cawley, W4MCA, the chairman of the Orlando Hamcation, will be here. And he has a big announcement to make on the show, he tells me. So uh, we'll have to tune in for that. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, Got, got an idea, but I'm guessing. So come back next week and uh, hear a little bit about Orlando Hamcation and Michael's uh, announcement by listening 9 p.m. Thursday night Eastern Time at hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, if you would, um, or wherever you listen. That helps 
other people find us faster. So we'd appreciate it if you would do that. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Seven three and good luck from Ham Talk Live.